What's going on, coaches? Hopefully you guys enjoyed your 4th of July like I did. I got to hang out with the family, get away a little bit, and uh, celebrate America. So hopefully you guys had an opportunity to get to do some of that stuff too uh, and enjoyed enjoyed your uh, 4th of July this year. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Wounded Warriors Project. Since 2003, Wounded Warriors Project has been a tireless advocate for our nation's finest, improving the lives of over half a million warriors and their families. Wounded Warrior Project led the charge in legislation to help caregivers and catastrophically wounded veterans impacting two bills that have resulted in more than $3 billion in financial assistance, training, and health care coverage. Wounded Warriors Project is committed to helping wounded veterans achieve their highest ambition. To learn more on how you can support the mission, visit woundedwarriorsproject.org. This episode is also brought to you by the very powerful Sideline Power. Sideline Power is the industry leader in coaching communication. Offering cutting-edge technology and innovation, Sideline Power helps coaches around the country elevate their program to the next level with new and used headsets, end-zone cameras, drones, portable sound systems, timers, and much, much more. Sideline Power works one-on-one with some of the most influential coaches and nationally ranked programs in high school football. They continue to help coaches push the envelope of player and program development. From the NFL-level coaching communications to cutting-edge video technology, Sideline Power encompasses a full array of products needed to unleash the full potential of any program. Throughout the expansion of their product offering, Sideline Power has remained committed to offering quality coaching communication at price points for every program. Family-owned and operated with a customer-first mentality, Sideline Power is truly the number one choice for coaching communication. You can visit them at sidelinepower.com, by email at info at sidelinepower.com, or just give them a call at 800-496-4290. And then last but never least, uh, this episode of the podcast, as always, is brought to you by Team Attack Academy. Team Attack Academy is an online football development site for football players and coaches of all levels. It's the most powerful teaching tool introduced into the game today to raise the level of playing and coaching football. After using Team Attack Academy, your athletes and coaches will outplay, outwork, and outsmart their opponents, guaranteed. Go visit them at teamattackacademy.com. And that is going to do it for the reads. This episode of RTP, we talk with Stephen Honga. Coach Honga played offensive line at Arkansas State. Stephen was formerly the strength GA and is now currently the offensive line GA at the University of Tulsa. Listen as we talk with Coach Honga about not playing or knowing much about football until his high school years, uh, transitioning from a strength GA to an offensive line GA, and about how Tulsa's award-winning offensive line practices. You can follow Coach on Twitter at ST underscore Honga, which is H-A-U-N-G-A. Hope you guys enjoy. Perfect. All right. Well, Coach, uh, we're really excited that you're on here. Um, I know you're working at Tulsa now. That's that's where uh, our head coach, David Alexander, played. That's where uh, my dad, Pat Harper, played. And so and it's kind of I grew up in the shadows of the stadium. I know uh, uh, Coach Walls was a GA there as well. So we're really excited to get to talk to you. Coach Blesh was one of my coaches at Houston. So we're excited to have you on, excited to get to talk to you. We always love getting to talk to uh, GA, quality control guys, especially because you know, you guys are doing the work where you get to watch a lot of film. You get to learn a ton of ball. I know you work 
work your butts off uh, 18 hours a day. But, you know, we really like getting to talk to you guys because you do just know so much football and, and love getting, re- getting to hear some of it. So uh, we'll go ahead and get it started off and just, just if you wouldn't mind, kind of telling us your backstory, how you got to Tulsa. I know a couple years ago or maybe last year, I think you were with the strength staff and now uh, with the offensive line. But uh, go all the way back even to high school, I think, uh, you played for at least a year. One of our one of our other guests and one of the coaches, Coach uh, Mark Broyles, that's now here in Oklahoma. But just kind of give us your story through high school and college, and then kind of how you got to where you are now. Perfect. Uh, thanks. First, I'd like to thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, you know uh, about myself. Uh, it's a very unconventional story, um, so I'll try to paraphrase and summarize a little bit. Um, but I was born in California. Um, from there, I kind of grew up back and forth between the islands, the islands of Tonga, a little small island in the South Pacific, um, right next to Fiji and Samoa. Um, but spent my whole life going back and forth, um, you know, a couple of years here, a couple of years there. Um, don't know why my parents did that. That's just how they chose <laughs> to raise me and my brother, I guess. Um, but growing up in the islands, um, I got into uh, playing rugby and volleyball before I actually um, came here to the States. Uh, my senior year of high school and got into football and kind of took off from there. Um, but like you said, uh, I played for uh, Royals, who was my online coach, Spring Valley in Las Vegas. Um, actually, when I moved from the islands to California uh, or back to California, my mom decided that uh, me and her should move to, to Vegas to Helped my brother finish his um his his school um and I had a year left to high school so got me into school there as well um and that's where I met Broyles and he kind of talked me into getting into football I had I had known nothing about football before that point um so from there I just it kind of became a thing where football developed into a passion and working out and doing all that and. Um, I kind of got late into the game, so um, I ended up going to a D2 out of high school, um, a little small school in Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, Northern State, where I spent a semester there um, and decided it wasn't for me. So uh, I met one of my best friends there. We decided that we we're going to transfer to a junior college in L.A., um, College of the Canyons, where we spent another year and a half um, play the season there uh, I played as a freshman at, at at Northern State I was a D tackle uh, before I, I you know came back to the good side <laughs> that's right <laughs> and then um went to College of the Canyon switched back over to O-line um and and you know just grinded my way through through junior college and um Arkansas State took a chance on me and um that's where my college journey began um was College of the Canyons and then went to Arkansas State. Uh, spent three seasons there after junior college and um, played for two years, started. Um, and then after that, my senior year, uh, Coach Brian Harson, who is now the, the head coach at, at Boise State, um, got that job right after my senior year. And I had been talking to them a few times about coaching and, you know, getting into coaching um, but wasn't really sure, but, you know, I wanted to pursue the next level, the NFL. And so they, they kind of, they kind of gave me a choice where 
I can move with them to, to Boise, Idaho, and they could train me, get me prepared for NFL, but also, um, you know, taste what coaching is like. So uh, I was intrigued and I went with them. And that spring semester 2014, uh, I spent most of my time training and then volunteering in the weight room every now and then, um, you know, and then the draft comes around, nothing happened. Um, so I got into high school coaching in Boise, Idaho. Um, I coached a D-line at uh, CUNA High School. And for that season, um, I coached a couple kids and they earned some accolades and all that. But um, I wasn't really a coach. I was just somebody they paid to come in and, and help out. You know, I wasn't there full time with them. So uh, I really never really got to run my own room. And then I decided after that season, I was going to get back into college coaching. Um, you know, I talked to the strength coach and he was like, hey, come on, let's let's get you into this thing full throttle. So left high school, went back to Boise State, um, was there for a semester and a summer. And then I decided, you know, I, I wasn't still I wasn't really sure. So kind of stepped back, got into real world and got a job for that season. Um, that made me realize how much I really miss football. <laughs> and so um that was a good experience for me because uh it kind of solidified what I wanted to do where my passion was um and getting into the weight room I coming out of college I wanted to be in coaching football I wanted to do O-line um but not many opportunities were available you know there's already somebody at at Boise State who who they had there so I kind of got um kind of got into strength and conditioning and and then after that season, I applied to go and intern at University of California, Berkeley. And that's where I kind of took off where my passion for the strength and conditioning grew. Um, I spent a year there or I spent a semester there in the summer and then got off to this job here at Tulsa um, with the last strength coach, uh, Adam Davis. Kind of gave me an opportunity to be a GA and, and you know, get that thing rolling with, with grad school and having my own teams and running the weight room on my own. So that's where it kind of took off. Um, it gave me a good perspective on, on coaching. You know, you got to be really disciplined to be a strength and conditioning coach, uh, waking up at 4 a.m. every morning right. and uh, being there with the guys. You know, you had football, but then you also had um, other teams that you were assigned um, in the weight room. So you kind of had to plan your day. Um, you had being a GA in strength conditioning is, is almost as, uh, as stressful as being a GA in football. Um, just from the aspect of you're always on your feet, you're on the floor coaching, doing all that. Um, and you know, I loved it, developed a passion for it. And then, you know, coach bless threw a wrench in my plans last summer where he offered me the whole line job. I was pretty, uh, it's pretty set and solidified in what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a college strength coach. And then he came back with the idea of, uh, you know, he kind of put that old line back in me where he was like, Hey, come and come and coach for me, come and help me out, uh, be a GA for me. And, um, that kind of put a fork in the road for me. Um, but I, I ended up taking it, um, of course. And, um, I couldn't be more thrilled to be where I'm at right now. Um, I work with a, a bunch of great guys you know they're great coaches but they're even better men and um 
you know, thank, thank, thankful to them for giving them the opportunity. Um, I've, I've gotten back into the groove of being an O-line coach. You know, um, getting to work with these guys has given me a, a new perspective uh, of what being a coach means. And it's, it's pretty awesome getting to work with a bunch of great guys. So now here I am. <laughs> no, and that, and you know, I like I said, I played for Blush one year in Houston, and and uh, just for, to me, he was the best, and I think he was quality control maybe at the time technically, but one of the best that we had ever had that was an assistant coach. So I was thrilled when I heard he had come to be an assistant in Tulsa, and then when he got the offensive line job, I was obviously you know really happy for him because, like you said about the whole staff, he's a just a great dude, and and uh, you guys got a really good group this year in, in the past couple of years uh, on the offensive line at Tulsa well absolutely you know Bless does a great job with the guys um the way he handles them um how he coaches them how you know most importantly how he loves up on them um, and, and we all know the the difference of kids now and the kids before you know our age and before that you know they kind of got get handled differently and you know he does a great job with that you know he even does a great job with me he he gives me a lot of freedom to to coach, see something on the field, you know, correct it. And, you know, he does a lot of – he's very open, and which is, which is um, you know, not really heard of in, in most college settings. That's exactly settings. right. Um, yeah. He, he comes to me for, for opinions, and, you know, I bounce things off of him. I, I try to shoot things his way, and he'll tell me how it is. And, you know, we got a good relationship going. Um, we're all pretty close knit in the staff, um, um, but Blush is 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 definitely the guy I I go to for a lot of things. So you know, grateful for for him and his his mentorship and his friendship. So couldn't say more things, more good things about that guy. Coach, how how does he kind of break it up for you, like practice wise? Do you get do you get to take a group? I know sometimes when I was there, Coach Johnson would break it up, and you'd get to go kind of interior guys and, and tackle guys is that something that you're able to get done are you watching the front side back side give us a little bit of uh, insight of kind of what you're doing now in spring ball with coach bless and the guys up front right so uh we just finished uh spring ball you know had a spring game a couple couple weeks ago but um uh blush he the way he does it um we have certain drills we do every day um you know those are always going to be our core drills uh, we always go through ropes and boards every day, um, kind of hammer down our fundamentals um, for the day. But but then he'll have some drills where he thinks that we need to work on for the day. And he'll kind of break it up to where, you know, centers and guards are going together one day, tackles and tight ends are going together um, that day. And then um, if he thinks the guards and tackles need to work together, then, then he'll take the centers and he'll give me or Coach Nivar, who's heavily also in, in, involved in the um, in the run game stuff. So me and Navar kind of take the tackles and, and tight ends and, and work with them, you know, whether it's working their double teams or um, working their pass pro drills. Uh, he'll he'll kind of split it up to, to what he thinks needs to be – needs to get done that day or what needs to be corrected. So our guys, um, you know, what, if we saw it on film, we need to correct it that day so they can – be better for practice, basically, and he'll kind of tell me and Coach Nivar to take some of the, the the left side, or he'll tell us to take the tackles and tight ends, and he'll take the centers, or I'll go with him with centers and guards one day, and Coach Nivar take the tackles and tight ends one day. Um, 
you know, it just, it just kind of depends on what he feels like needs to get done for that day, um, basically. Coach, I'll say one of the one of the plays that I've been most impressed with just from getting to watch, you know, Tulsa is obviously you guys inside zone, but uh, something that I hadn't seen at Tulsa for a while was now the, now you guys are running and running it really well. It seems like that pin and pull scheme uh, that I saw some at practice. So I'm really excited to even see that grow, and, and it's cool seeing those tight ends. Uh, so, so I'm kind of curious, how much do you guys get to work with the tight ends? I know they have their own coach. Are they over with you guys in the run game quite often in practice, or is it something that, you know, they kind of only stay over there w- with their tight ends, Coach. Absolutely. The tight ends are um, – they're, they're with us, you know, every day. Um, we call them the, the sixth offensive lineman, um, especially in this offense and um, how vital their, posi- their, their position is to our offense. Um, um, we're, we're all on the same page. You know, going back, you know, inside zone is going to be our bread and butter. We'll hang our hat on that on third and second, you know, short yardage well we know we'll get at least two yards to play or that's what we want uh but with the pin and pull you know we that kind of that kind of got incorporated when when i think bless got here you know before i, I joined the staff um that's been a very productive play for for this offense and it kind of evolved over the years uh the past two seasons where you know tight end was incorporated or we're we're pulling to the tight end side or pulling away from the tight end and popping the tight end on the backside. Um, and it's it all kinds of kind of, you know, it just evolves with, with how teams play us or how, how we want to run it for that week. Um, it's kind of been the most, it, it, I think it has been the most productive uh, play for us this past year or the past couple of years to where we can get our, our athletes out in space, you know, our offensive linemen, our athletes, <laughs> That's with right. guys like Willie Wright and and Chandler Miller and Tyler Bowling, you know those guys have been have been cornerstones of our our offense for the past couple of years, and you know they're coming back next year, so they're going to be pretty pretty good guys. Uh, you know we had some pretty good running backs, so we kind of wanted to get out on the edge and have our guys run and you know get those explosive plays. They, they've been pretty explosive for us, so. You know, we've we've been leaning on it quite quite hard these past couple of years. I'll tell you the other thing I was really impressed with, and and I'm not gonna necessarily say what they what the plays are are called or the combos, and I don't expect you to either by any means. But what I was impressed by is that uh, you guys seem to have done a really good job on how you call your plays, how you call your 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 combos uh, with your offensive line. That you know, I was starting to pick it up within a day. You know, it, it seems not oversimplified, but it seems extremely simple. Your terms seem to make that make sense. And I think you can tell because, you know, you guys are hurry up, but your guys know what they're doing and, and it seems like they get it pretty quick. And I think you can also see that because, you know, Tulsa has had so many uh, young kids be able to play for him at such a young age or coming in as freshmen to play. So that was one of the things I was most impressed at just with, with how, how well you guys have, have really knocked it down to, Hey, it, it, fairly simple for these guys to get in, but complicated and complex enough that the defense is kind of reeling. Absolutely, um, yeah, like you said, it's very simple and and easy to keep our guys up front from not thinking. Um, but coming over from the strength side, you know, I've I've been in his office for the past almost a year now, and you know, I've, I've I can say that I've gotten down the terminology to a point where where I don't even think about it myself. You know, in the spring, fall camp, my head was kind of spinning a little bit. Um, but it got to a point where 
you know, I didn't have to think about it. And um, that made it easy for the guys and made it easy for me as a coach to coach it because I knew what I was talking about, you know. But I was kind of removed there for a little bit out of the football world and then got back into it and, and things are clicking now. But for our guys up front, um, some of our guys don't even don't even call the call the plays anymore. They, they don't even they don't even talk like Chandler and, and and Tyler Bowling. Those guys just look at each other and know what they do for that play. They don't even have to talk to each other. That's how much <laughs> experience they have next to each other. And, and and they already know they can read each other's minds. You know, we got some some other guys stepping in this spring who we're going to be counting on for for the fall. Um, you know, but those guys are are coming along quite well as well. You know, the terminology is 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 fairly simple enough to where those guys um, don't even lose a step. So, you know, there's still some learning stuff to go on in there, but, um, you know, we try to keep it as simple as possible for the guys up front. I would imagine that you guys being a tempo team and, and trying to run plays as fast as possible, you got to have coaching cues that are really, really fast, you know, on the field. What, what are maybe a couple of coaching cues that you guys use in practice to just remind a guy really, really quickly during a, a tempo or a team segment that kind of gets those guys, you know, realigned, refocused, something like that. I know other places I've been, they kind of talked a little bit about that. You got to be able to coach quickly, concisely, and, and fast. Absolutely. Um, with our with our fast our, our fast paced offense, we, we practice fast as well, and we try to get as many reps as we can during practice. Um, but uh, you know, we've been harping on all spring is is our first two steps. We'll just yell a guy's name out and be like, Tiller, you know, first two steps. And you, you know what, he, what we're trying to get at. Or be like, hey, uh, where's your weight at? Why, why are you, uh, why are you, um, you know, leaning? Be like, where's your weight at? Or um, where's your head at? Get your head across. Just kind of those kind of uh, key words that we can, we can just yell out real quick and they'll know what we're talking about. And, um, cause the way we practice is, is a little bit unconventional. Um, you know, our guys will go 10 straight plays in, in under two minutes and then they'll come off the field and they'll, they'll be breathing hard and we'll try to talk to them. They can't even understand us. So <laughs> yeah, so say. most of our coaching gets, gets done in, in the, yeah. um, in the film in the, room before we come yeah. out to practice. And, and then when we got down the field, we'll just, we'll just try to, you know, hammer down some key points while we're doing indies and then. And then when team is flying, it's flying. It, it's it's like a little old machine. We just never get in its way. Just let it do its thing. And then, you know, every every now and then we'll just belch out a word and Chandler Miller just nod his head or something because <laughs> it's hard for them to breathe. <laughs> well, and then, you know, about practice also, a lot of these – a lot of guys think the up-tempo, fairly soft, or, or whatever their thoughts are about it. You're one of the only – and I've been to, you know, quite a few between me and Wall's different practices this, this offseason and last. But Tulsa is one of, the, one of the only schools that I've seen that still, it's like you guys do one-on-one uh, offensive line versus defensive line run block. You know, it's one-on-one, you versus you, and, and it's coming off the ball and trying to get, trying to get some movement and, and inside, and, and it's one-on-one versus the D lineman. So you guys are definitely still hooking it up, and, and that's really one of my favorite drills. And I hope you guys don't stop doing that because I like to do that uh, at our practice too, and I can at least point to you guys. Absolutely, you know it gets us fired up. I think it's a great drill to to set the tempo for the practice. Um, you know, if our guys aren't coming out to those one on one blocks and and getting it done, we we can kind of gauge where they're at for the day. If they're coming out and and you know whooping up on a defense, then I know these guys are here to you know to practice. Um, but Coach Blush does a great job of 
um, reiterating to our guys every day that one of our core principles is uh, built on one-on-one blocks. Um, if you can't win your one-on-one battle um, every rep, uh, you know, this, this offense can't – this offense runs on one-on-one blocks. Um, the way we, we do our runs out of 10 personnel, um, 11 personnel, there, there's, there's a lot of blocks. And the way defenses play nowadays, um, you know, they'll play that, that, that kind of 30 front with a kind of rush hanging out there. Um, most of our blocks have become one-on-one blocks. And we try to create some, some double teams here and there, but it's, it's really hard with the defenses we play nowadays. And even our defense has kind of switched over to, to more of a 30 front. So, um, our guys like Chandler, we rely heavily on him in the middle to to win his one on one on one blocks against the nose. So um, everything we do on the offense is built off of one on one blocks, and so we try to incorporate that into practice every day. So yeah, and then you know Chandler, uh, you know an Oklahoma kid, which is always exciting to see those kids do well, and he's been doing well since since he was a freshman. So that's it's always fun to get to go and, and see guys like that. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, obviously you were in. Uh, for the past year, you've been a little bit away, maybe from technology. I'm sure you guys still use it in the weight room, but um, probably not as much as you did when you were with football. And now, you know, as a GA, you've got to be, seems like the, the technology gurus if you're a GA. So how have you been uh, getting back into that? Has there been a big change in technology since you used it, or is it still fairly the same for you? Um, it was There was a learning curve there, um, but – um, technology hasn't, hasn't always been a hard thing for me. Um, it's just learning, uh, how things are put in, in, into, so we use XOs, how things are put into XOs and how, uh, what, you know, what we need to input and finding film, basically that's, that's XOs is probably the only software we use in, in our, in our offense. Um, and so, or our program. Um, and so that's, that was just the only thing different from having to be in the in the in the weight room is that um breaking film down and you know i know i know how to use excel we use that in the weight room and all that um but learning exos was 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 kind of the only thing that i had to learn and um you know spending countless hours on it this past year has has been uh has benefited me so um that's the only thing coach being being in the weight room and and now being on the field um Again, an up-tempo offense. What's more the strategy towards your guys's O-line athletes? That's always kind of the question I have. Are you are you guys more geared towards conditioning and athleticism, or are you guys still geared more towards power or you know power lifting records in the weight room? How are you trying to manage kind of all those things, you know, and put the best product you guys can on the field for those offensive linemen? Right. Uh, so being in an up-tempo offense. Uh, we kind of try to match what we do um, on the field to what we do in the weight room to what we do on the field. Um, so I know there's a, there's a time and a season for everything. Um, so this past winter, um, we just got a new strength coach in, Coach Eric Anthony, and he's been, been doing a great job with our guys, phenomenal job. Um, but this spring has, I think it has been more of a foundational um, kind of spring for our guys. Um, you know, they, we we did a lot more. Um, let's say we spent a lot more time on the field doing movement stuff than we did um, than we have in the past. Uh, you know, 
being in the weight room with Coach Davis last year and then this year as a new strength coach, um, I can tell you that we spent more time on the field doing a lot more movement stuff with our guys. Um, and Coach Anthony does a great job of preaching to our guys that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do on the, on, in the weight room um, if it doesn't translate onto the field. And, and some of our guys have, have been starting to get it, you know. So our strongest guy on the team, I would say one of our strongest guys on the team is Chandler Miller, you know. And he, he does a great job of translating what he does on the, on the, in the weight room to the field. Um, and that's what we kind of been trying to – what Coach Anthony and his staff have been trying to do this, this whole spring is just um, movement pretty much. Coach, I know a lot of, and I can't remember because I don't know that I stayed the whole practice, but I know there's a lot of up-tempo teams, and, and I was in one in college, and, and we never uh, ran after practice. Do you guys do much running after practice, or is it all just such an up-tempo practice that that's where you guys get in shape uh, during an off-season? Right. Um, no, I. ever since I've been here, we, we haven't had to do any kind of running after practice. <laughs> um Maybe Coach Young on the defense, if he gets mad at his defense, he'll probably run him. <laughs> but offensively, we haven't we haven't um, done anything like that, um, just because of how we practice and all that. Our guys are are um, you know they're adequately conditioned. <laughs> I would I would say yeah, <laughs> by the time practice is done. So no, we haven't done any kind of running after practice. You said uh, you said you were at Arkansas State, I think, in like 2013. Then that was – who was your offensive line coach then? Do you remember? In 2013, my offensive line coach um, was Brad Bedell, who oh. who's at um, Boise State now. Um, yep. Okay, because we, um, we had a guy, Ellerby, and he was at Houston, but he went to Arkansas State, so maybe it was, maybe it was after then. I was just curious. I think that he, was after, yeah. He came with, year, with Anderson – uh, I don't have anything cool to say about that thing because he didn't. Uh, I just, I just figured it'd be around that time, but but I couldn't remember there for sure. Because um, I, I went through uh, what was like four four offensive line coaches, four offensive line coaches, three head coaches. Wow. Um, you know, however many I think four offensive coordinators. So I kind of ran through the gamut of it. Which uh, the one thing that was tough about that, obviously, was. You know, you got to prove yourself every year, and you're you're learning a new offense every year. But the cool thing about that now, as a coach, is I now I've got four different types of offenses, four different offensive line coaches that I can kind of get to pick and choose and take different parts from different areas. And, and I would assume that you're kind of similar in that same boat because you've you know sounds like traveled a bunch of different places, different been around different offenses, different offensive line coaches. So uh, do you see that as as an advantage a little bit for you being able to I'm sure you're wanting to one day become an offensive line coach and be the offensive line coach. Uh, do you see that as an asset, being able to pick and choose and take from different offensive line coaches that you've had? Absolutely. Um, well, I didn't know that about you, but, I, you know, we kind of share that. Um, my three years at Arkansas State, I had three O-line coaches, three head coaches, three OCs, um, similar to you coming out there having to prove yourself every day. Um but yeah, I think that 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 does benefit me a little bit. I get to see what type of philosophies, um, you know, pick and choose uh, what I what I can take, what I don't need to take, um, how it shaped myself as a player, and you know how it, how it shaped myself as a coach. Um, getting to learn from from some some of the great minds uh, of football, 
um, while playing, but also um, carrying that over into coaching. Um, I still do um, use some of that that um, knowledge that I have, but mainly right now um, I'm I'm locked into to Blush and learning as much as I can from him. Um, you know, just just being a big sponge and soaking it all in, taking everything I can um, from from Coach Blush, and so it's it's been a fun journey um getting to learn from many different people now i'm learning from blunt and hopefully one day when i do become an offensive line coach if i do <laughs> um uh, you will i'll be I'll, I'll 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 be able to look back and and pick and choose from all these philosophies that that i've that, that i've been you know gotten the opportunity to be a part of and and uh shape my own philosophy as a coach so yeah i think it it has benefited me is that something too? Uh, I know when I GA'd as well. You know, obviously I, I was learning from from Denver, trying to learn as much as I could, um, offensive line wise. But then at the same time, you know, when practice would be done, um, I, I was busting down film from other programs, or I was watching film from other places. Is that something you've take advantage of? Because I know you know DJ Welty up there, the video guy, does a great job picking up other film. Uh, that that give you a chance to kind of study in the offseason. Is that something you've had a chance to kind of start doing, kind of maybe start building your portfolio and resume a little bit and uh, and learn some more ball at the same time? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, one of the things we've, we've tried to do is, um, you know, we we seen teams that are – we try to watch teams that are pretty successful this the past year, you know. Um, especially we watch the – uh, Philadelphia Eagles um, pretty extensively this past year, and and for myself, I, I've, I've tried to, um, I've tried to, like you said, create my own portfolio. Um, you know, being a being a GA is, is pretty tough. You know, you kind of try to balance school and and work and and all that. Um, but just trying to work on on you know being being the best GA that I can. Um, haven't really, you know, gone further than what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. It definitely makes it hard. That was one of the reasons why when I got there, I was one of the older GAs on staff, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go to class. I'll, I'll let you guys save the money. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to study ball. I couldn't take any more <laughs> classes. I, I'd gotten done when I had about 200 and some credits. I'm like, you know what? I'm out of the classroom, man. I'm done. <laughs> that, that was and I think I'm at that point myself. Uh, yeah. Now that's what I think would be tough. You know, it's tough enough being a GA, but then, you know, you've got to check these uh, athletes if they're in class, and then you've got to go to your own classes, uh, you know, and, and try to try to balance all that out all at the same time, and you're trying to get it all done, especially during season or, du- or during a spring ball. Absolutely. You know, you know, you got to hold these guys accountable, but then you got to hold yourself accountable as well. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the tough part about it. You know, you got to practice what you preach. And, and being a GA is definitely tough. But, you know, I'm just enjoying the journey. And it's, it's definitely taught me some life lessons um, along the way. So I'm grateful for it. Well, Coach, what do you – Go ahead. I was, gonna ask, I was just going to ask you, what are you getting your master's in? Are you going business or anything like that? Um, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm in the education. There you um, go. I'm doing math and science education. So uh, <laughs> not really – the business type mind <laughs> so well, as i say the business school there is brutal because a lot of those get kids 
be like, yeah, man, I'm going to get my BA. I'm like, good luck. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> Business I, school at Tulsa is brutal. Absolutely. I, 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 I didn't even know um, that Tulsa was an uh, esteemed school before I got here. Um, <laughs> and when I got here, the classes here were a little bit different than they were at Arkansas State. So <laughs> it was definitely a curve. I bet. <laughs> Harvard of the Midwest, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Tulsa's great. It's been great to be so far, and, you know, I love it. I was just going to say, you know, if, if you're you – get, you get a job in math and science, because that's me. I, I got my, my degrees in chemistry, and then I'm also certified to teach math, and you can coach football, and you can coach offensive line, and you're a big guy, strength coach. You're going to be like the most marketable teacher of all time if you ever have to go back in high school. <laughs> You'll be able to pick your place, <laughs> man. I, would, I wouldn't I want to say all that. I'm just <laughs> – you will you know, be. I trust me. I haven't really thought that far. Yeah, I haven't really thought that far. I've I've just been enjoying the process and kind of trying to grow where I'm at right now. Um, but if that opportunity does come around, you know, I'll be grateful for it. Um, but that is something I I would would love to do someday. So yeah. Well, if you do, definitely don't go. Don't stay in Oklahoma. Go somewhere else where the, where you can actually make a little bit of money. That'd be that'd be <laughs> big. Don't don't stay around here if you're going to go high school. But but uh. One of the uh, one of the interesting things I think you said was was that the very first when we were talking is you said that your senior year was the very first year you played football and and uh, uh, you were kind of on a roll so I didn't want to stop you then but I think that's um, an extremely you know to me a crazy point that you start you know obviously you said you'd play rugby but then all of a sudden senior year you get someone to to help you know maybe help you make the decision or you made the decision that I don't know how you even go about making the decision as a senior okay, I'm going to start this brand new sport um, that, that I've never played before. And then, you know, then how do you go from there and, and get, you know, a scholarship to go play football is, is just – and start your first year in college is just all kind of uh, of a crazy thing to me. So kind of how did all that come about and how was it transitioning into football? Yeah, uh, well, you know, coming from the islands, I, I was a rugby player and I didn't know um, – anything about football and so when I got into high school um, I was looking for a rugby team to join and um, there was no rugby in the U.S. it hasn't hasn't gotten any you know it wasn't popular how it is now so um, I met with with the coach at 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 the high school Um, he introduced me to 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 Broyles and you know they they kind of say hey come come um come and try this out see if you like it Um, you know being being the I thought I was an athlete I, I told him that i that I'd, I'd be a fullback or a defensive end. And they're like, sure, you can try that out for a day. <laughs> they're like, here, come here and play offensive line. They got put your hand on recruiting. Like, That's okay, the old recruiting trick. <laughs> put, yeah. put your hand on the ground. Was, oh, God, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be this 250-pound fullback. No, you're not. Come, <laughs> come on, come here. Come here. Be, play this guard real quick. <laughs> and so uh, they kind of – you know, they kind of got me into it. And then um, I knew nothing about offensive line. Um, you know, I had seen some football growing up, had no idea what offensive line was. Um, but Broyles did a great job with me. Um, um, how I made my way through, through through college and got some scholarships, I don't know. <laughs> Broyles can be the first one to tell you that um, I had some physical abilities, but I think it was mainly my work ethic. Um, you know, I always had the attitude to where, uh, no one's going to beat me. Um, yeah. And we had this other kid on our team who who was a pretty big boy. He was um, 
he's about six three, six four, probably three twenty in high school. He had he was committed to UNLV, um, so the school in Vegas. He was committed to UNLV, and and every day I come out to practice, me and him became brothers. We we, we became pretty close friends, um, and you know almost brothers. And so I competed with him every day. I just I wanted to be just like him, and I think um, being around him and and being around Coach Bros, um, we're all pretty cool, and I just wanted to be like him. So I think that's where most of my football knowledge came from. So. Uh, that's how it all started, and then the roller coaster of all these places I've been to followed. So <laughs> that is just crazy to me. I mean, and then well, Coach Broyles said, you know, you guys don't always have the the most talent necessarily at that school, but he said that year you guys were really big up front. He said that was because he had mentioned he'd mentioned that group too. I remember that kid you're talking about. I, I don't know who he is, but Broyles is telling me about that too. And you guys had a big. Big physical offensive line, but sounds like they use the same recruiting pitch that they always used at Houston with some of our quarterbacks. We had some guys that played quarterback in in uh, college or in high school, and you know they they're getting some big D one offers to play safety at wherever Oklahoma, and we told them they could play quarterback, and then we let them go one one summer seven on seven, and then they get shipped off yeah. to play in safety for us. <laughs> sounds like this sounds like that's kind of what happened to you, coach. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in it now, so I might as well stay in it. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, hey, coach. Yeah, what, um, I was just going to ask no, you go what, what's the loudest you've ever heard Coach Broyles talk? Because I I don't think I've ever heard Coach Broyles yell in my life. <laughs> oh, I've seen <laughs> I've seen that man turn red and really you know, spit coming out of his mouth. <laughs> so. <sighs> Um, I, I don't. I don't know this soft-spoken prose that you talk about. So. Whoa! <laughs> so that that Harper. That see. That's. I always wanted to know that about Broyles, because I knew. He, I think. He, I knew he had that side to him. But literally, when we worked with him at BA, and even now, I've, I've never seen him. I don't think I've ever seen him mad ever. No, he is cool, calm, and collected at all times. Now. So I got. I got to hear the stories about uh, angry, red-faced shark. Probably this, probably because of us. <laughs> you know, he probably developed some some kind of uh, heart disease because of us up front. <laughs> so mainly me, probably not, not knowing football and all that. But <laughs> um, so the kid that that we played football with, um, his name was Nate. Uh, he was a goofy kid, you know, talented kid, but would get on your nerves. And I, I think um, he kind of he kind of knew it. So I think he kind of just pushed Bro's buttons every day and. And every day of practice, he'd yell at Nate, and I'm like, "Okay, this guy's, this guy's gonna <laughs> gonna blow a gasket or something." That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet. I'll have to I'll have to hit him up with that one. That's a that's a funny one to hear. No, I know. Well, he had said he'd had a few kids. I think that had never played football before. They came the first time, and and they decided to play football. And and he said it. The crazy part was that you know you tell someone to whatever it is, grab on or hold or, or hit the guy. And, and it wasn't like most of the kids you tell them to do that, you kind of understand what that means and the concept of football. But these kids that come out as juniors or sophomores or seniors for the first time, they don't even understand like, like those small concepts that are almost football lingo that you kind of, you know, obviously punch, you don't punch somebody. But some of those kids that, that haven't gone through that, they don't even understand the, the, the football part of the lingo. Absolutely. Um... You know, my first, you know, it's it's kind of hard to remember my first year playing football and sure. being where I'm at now. But, but um, I just remember coming out there, um, 
I come from a culture where, you know, hard work is, is, is everything. So I just, I just knew that if I got on the field and, and worked hard that, you know, I, I would, I'll be fine. Um, but learning football was, was, was never really that hard, I guess. Um, and I think it was for, for the coaches, but for me, it was, <laughs> it was a little different. Um, having, having the athletic background, I think helped me out as well, uh, sure. playing, playing rugby, um, but then just the terminology and all that, I guess, was the hardest part. Um, like you said, I, I, I mean, I, I don't even remember the last, the first time I actually heard the word punch. I thought, you know, I thought it was always there. Um, <laughs> so that's, 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 that's some interesting things for me to think about now. Um, and the first time I actually stepped foot on the field, um, haven't really thought back that far. Sure. To be sure. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. I'm sure now it was, it always brings me back to, we had a kid that got a scholarship played at Houston was a really good, good tackle for us, but Ralph Aragwu and he was from uh, Nigeria, I believe. Well, he came over to the States uh, with his sister and, you know, he wanted to join the soccer team or the football team. Well, you know, meaning soccer. So he goes out and he, and he tries out or whatever. He's on the football team now, but now it's, real football and he ends up going you know two or three years by accident you know after football and then he he turned into he was a really good soccer player put on a lot of weight and then got a scholarship to go play tackle in in, in college football so it's kind of cool being able to see how many athletes can if they decide hey it's time to go play football and learn football how hard work like you just said hard work that made you good at other things can can make you really good at football as well absolutely um and that 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 kind of uh, brings me to, to a point where, um, you know, specialized sports. Um, I actually got to listen to your guys' uh, podcast with LaCharles Bentley the other day. And, you know, that, that, that's kind of like the, the road that I'm taking now, um, you know, starting off in the weight room and uh, has given me an appreciation for, for, for training. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people start kids young in, in, in different sports. And then, um, like you said, there's, there's people that start – a sport, a whole different sport later on down the road, uh, become a little bit more successful. Um, you know, it's rare cases, but, but it does happen. Um, sure. let's say, um, what's his name? Antonio Gates played, played basketball and then switched mm-hmm. over to football and it's pretty successful. Um, you know, myself, probably a bad example, <laughs> played, played one year high school and then, um, came a decent old lineman. Um, and so, I think specialized training at a young age is definitely, definitely something that to be, to be looked at. You know, if you start your kid playing football at five years old, you know, they might get burnt out a little quick. And then some who versus somebody who plays, plays ball when they get into high school. Um, so, you know, that's a lot of interesting dynamics that, I, that I'm interested as a coach to see, um, you know, having developed myself as a coach in the weight room and then getting into football. So. Well, that's the other thing I always think support so important because, you know, there's a, you hear a lot of coaches talk about not specializing in high school, and, and I, I don't know wh- which way to go on that necessarily. But like you said, at a young age, let's go play whatever we want. Let's go have fun. Let's learn to be right. – the best thing about sports at a young age is learn how to be an athlete. And then uh, my whole, my always my point when you get into high school is the best, you know, secondary sport or off-season sport you could be in uh, for you as a person and an athlete is to be in the weight room. You know, it, even football is not all season. It's be in the weight room, be running around, be getting stronger uh, in your core and, and all these areas that make you a better, 
you know, whatever kind of athlete you want to be, it makes you a better athlete just being in the weight room and, and getting that stuff. I think that's one of the best second sports that you can have is, you know, going in, competing in the weight room. And, and that's why a lot of colleges do it, you know, or all college football teams do it is they put such a high emphasis on um, conditioning and strength training in the off seasons uh, in particular. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's what we, we tell our athletes when they're coming in um, in the summer is, you know, we don't, we don't care how big you get. We just want you to have a strong, have a strong core, have a strong back um, and be ready to go. Um, you know, some of these kids think that they need to blow up 30 to 40 pounds coming in. You know, that's not necessarily true because um, they'll get here and they'll have back problems or something because of how heavy they are. But, that's right. you know, that's, that's, you know, we, we try to tell our offensive linemen they, they need to have a strong core. Play offensive line, you got to have a strong core. So, you know. Well, that was for me when I, when I played in high school. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we, I think we've all been down that road. Play, for <laughs> me in high school, I played, I played at probably 265 my senior year. And then, you know, when I found out I was going to go to college, I thought I had to be this big guy. So I, I blew up to be about 300, 305 getting into, going into um, my freshman year. And, you know, I had some problems with that, so. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I better be – I was about the same, 260, and thought, oh, I better be around 300. So I eat all just a bunch of junk and soda and get up to around 300. And then by the time I got there in the summer, was was not in great shape. I was luckily, luckily a little bit tougher than most of the kids. But um, by the time it was uh, spring ball or whatever, fall, fall camp started, I was already back down to 270. So – Really no reason for me to get that big. And, and I always try to tell my guys, hey, go in, weigh in, as l- not light as you can, but go in, weigh in what you weigh, but just be in immaculate shape because all of right. these strength coaches, you know, you don't want to have a bad first impression because uh, at least the strength coaches I was around, it's hard to change their mind. And they're, you know, they're the ones that are around you so much. So if they think highly of you, Absolutely. Of they're telling your head coach, your offensive line coach, really positive things about you and the only thing they can test that on is you know how well in shape you are really absolutely and i'll say this if if eating fast food was was specialized that is probably what i specialized in in high school <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was your what was your favorite my 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 favorite your favorite two fast doubles food. and two yeah mcdonald's two double doubles and two two mcchickens i can tell you that verbatim right now <laughs> dollar menu there we go <laughs> that's it that's exactly what I ate. <laughs> but, yeah, like you said, you know, um, strength coaches do spend the most time with our guys. And and um, being in the coaching world now, right, those guys are always constantly, you know, coming through the door, um, talking to all the coaches, talking to the head coach. Uh, we get daily reports on our guys. And, you know, every little thing is being criticized. You know, guys, if guys are late to, to – to a, a weight session in the morning or if guys aren't aren't going to breakfast in the morning you know we do we do breakfast checks um if guys you know character issues if guys are talking back in the weight room everyone on staff knows about it um so these guys are, are basically the coaches when 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 the football coaches can't coach the guys they they'll know every little thing about you and and they'll judge you on every little thing um so yeah, like you said, if 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 our guys come in and make a bad first impression, you know, it's 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 almost it's almost harder to to um to to make, 
come back from that than, you know, um, actually just coming in and, and working hard. So, yeah. That, those, those were what some of my favorite meetings when you're sitting there at Tulsa and, and you're looking at the, the body comp changes in the summer. So, you know, you'd have the before and after pictures. And then our, our strength coach would have, they had like a ranking system. So they'd say, hey, describe so-and-so's overall attitude. You know, hey, this guy's compelled to be great. You know, this guy, this guy's compliant. He'll do kind of what we want him to do. This guy's a turd. You know, I mean, they'd be able to, to go through every single guy on the roster. And, it's, it, and you were right, man. You know, sometimes that was just that kind of that overall impression that they take of that kid. And if he's a freshman, it's going to take a lot to overcome that, that label that they'd already placed on the kid. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, yeah, and I, we still do that now. <laughs> exactly. Actually, we just had that meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago. But um, <laughs> that's right. We, we, we try to go, you know, because those guys are the, the program, you know. So mm-hmm. we, we, have to, we have to know every little thing about them, uh, you know, what makes them tick, what, you know, what stresses them out, what, how are they doing or where their mindsets and that is at at all times. And, you know, those strength guys do a great job of assessing that and, you know, making reports for us. And, you know, they, they, they kind of take over for us um, in the weight room. And they, to me, they're kind of the culture setters. They, they yeah. kind of, they kind of set the culture for the team. So, you know, they play a vital role in that. One of the things I'm kind of excited to see, and, and, you know, maybe you won't know it here till the next few years, cause it seems like it kind of just started up, but it was, Nothing like this when we are coming through high school, at least not in Oklahoma. I don't know about in, in Nevada, but uh, now I'm seeing high school kids that they're about to go into college or even in their junior years, and, and they found a trainer uh, even outside of football to where they're in the off season doing stuff that, you know, legally they're not really allowed to do with their high school coach. They'll go off, get their own personal trainer, and they're, they're doing the LaCharles Bentley things, and they're getting with guys like that and the, the Anderson brothers around Tulsa and Dallas and – and J.R. Right. Conrad, and they're, they're doing these things, you know, with trainers to make them better offensive linemen. So um, I'm kind of excited to see what that does at the college level because, again, guys were, were ready to play football, you know, when I was going through high school. But, and maybe the quarterbacks had their trainers and different things, but that hadn't made it to offensive line, and now it has. And so it's kind of exciting. I'm kind of excited to see if, if um, you know, coaches kind of notice the freshmen coming in, being at a little bit higher level, being a little bit, keep more keyed in than they would have been before and knowing some of the small things because, um, you know, I, I would think that was a difficult part when I was coming in was, was guys hadn't really made it their craft yet. They just kind of were, were uh, rolling around playing football. Absolutely. And I agree. You know, I'm, I'm real fascinated in all that, that stuff, especially with, with all the, the Charles Bentley stuff coming out, you know, specialized trainers for O-line. Uh, that'll I think that'll benefit any 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 kid trying to go to play college football um you know because all those guys do a great job um and that's the biggest part of going from from I think I think going from high school into college is fundamentals and technique and kind of those trainers like LaCharles Bentley and and the Anderson brothers and and all that they they kind of help fine-tune that for guys and help help them learn it at at a younger age than you know, like you said, when we got into college, we just kind of played old line. We didn't right. really got any any kind of technique coaching and all that. And and I think they're they're doing a great job with it. And it's 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 pretty fun to see and and be around. So you know, we just purchased uh, coach Coach Bless got some got some um, 
torque wheels from the Anderson brothers and some X bags from um, from the Charles Bentley wow. for, for our guys to work with this this summer and and I'm very excited about that. I just I just sat in the office uh, uh, the last couple of days making up a template for our guys to follow with all the with all the summer workouts. So I'm excited to see how how these little tools that we you know invest into our guys pays off because I think those those equipment it's top notch. Some some good stuff. Well, I think that's the other cool part is I, I know strength coaches are, are good at everything, and I'm sure the one at Tulsa I've heard nothing but great things about. But it would be cool to have you know your assistant offensive line coach also be a strength coach guy, and so now you can kind of like you said write up templates for just for the offensive line and some of their some of their um, you know not their main lifts, but some of their their offset lifts or, or stuff that is or after workouts is just for offensive line and getting like you said, core and different things ready for these offensive linemen uh, to play football. Absolutely. Um, you know, our, our, um, our strength coach does a great job of collaborating with all the coaches and, and he has a great understanding of the sport. He has a great understanding of the weight room and, and um, understands um, the development of our guys. And, you know, he's, he's taken, he's, he's accepted the, the um the, the this new equipment that we got um you know some coach some strength coaches uh, around the nation um <laughs> don't really believe in all that stuff that's you know? right i can say that from experience um i've been in some weight rooms where where people don't believe in in sport in the weight room and the weight room and 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 field are a little different but you know coach coach anthony does a great job of understanding that it's a holistic approach you know you you Sometimes you do have to specialize in, in the sport. Um, you know, everything that we do in the weight room and on the field, conditioning-wise and, and movement and all that, has to translate into football. And, you know, some of these equipment that we, we get now um, can help with that. And so that's, it's, been, it's been a great, great fun semester so far with, with those guys because, you know, they, they kind of understand um, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. I like what you're saying too, because it used to kind of be the the arms race. You, you see a lot of these these programs in the off season. They were actually hiring strength interns, and they were football coaches because those guys could have more access to the players. They they could hold the cards for seven on seven. They could install defenses, you know. And and I think it should be coming like you you're doing, kind of going the other direction, taking strength coaches and moving them into the college coaching ranks because they understand how to develop guys because that should be to me, the number one goal of being a college coach. It's not sitting there scheming guys. It's how are you going to develop guys for four or five years? That's the number one goal. Right. You know, and, and that, that plays a big role in it as well. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to play offensive line in in the college ranks and, um, I happened to be a strength coach and, um, Happened to be here at Tulsa, and Coach Blush wanted um, someone who knew the guys and the, the guys respected already, and I, I kind of fit that mold. And so, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to fall into this role, and and now I'm excited to be back in college football and coaching. Um, but being in strength and conditioning has has given me a different perspective and appreciation for how the body moves, and you know, understanding that you know, there for every action, there's a reaction and stuff like that. So. Um, I'm excited just to keep learning and, and then, you know, incorporating my 
philosophies and the stuff later on down the road whenever I get an opportunity somewhere or you know stuff like that but you know it's it's definitely along the lines of uh the Lachars Bentley type field where it's, there's a lot of specialization and you know and then there's a the scheming side of things where um you know that 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 whole different um deal so um you know I'm enjoying everything about it so in getting to learn and getting to and understand and expand my knowledge on on football and then expanding my knowledge on on the the movement and strength side of of things so you know that's been great well coach uh we don't want to keep you on too long we know you're finally getting a little bit of a rest but kind of the the last uh question i always ask everybody is you're watching film you're watching someone else's offensive line what's some things they'd be doing that would make you think really highly of their offensive line coach um fundamentals i would say how how you know if if everyone looks the same in what they're doing and from play to play i think these guys are being coached by a great coach um if you see guys that are coming out and and looking the same on play 12 as they are on play play number one that 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 tells me that their offensive line coach is doing something good um and just how I guess for me, how fundamentally sound um, the O-line is. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.